You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. On the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Scandal After Show. Happy Halloween. Oh, oh the music had a little bit of intro. To, anyway, something different I haven't heard, but happy Halloween, guys. Thank you for joining us this beautiful evening, Thursday, October 31st. This is Season 3, Episode 5. More cattle, less bull. I am your host, Emilinus Jr., and I'm joined here with three amazing gladiators, as always, starting with... Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. <laughs> and I'm Bam Erickson. Oh, okay. I forgot, none of us are in costume. Last year, we dressed up except for Bam. Mm-hmm. So and so I'm in costume because I was at a party at, that I mentioned last week, and um, I had to you know leave the party and, of course, come represent for Scandal, and I'm going back to the party when it's over, so that's why I look oh. like this. And this glows in the dark. Yeah. Hit the lights. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, were any gladiators there? Did anybody show up? You invited yeah. people to the party? Last, I mean, like, people you invited. Um, there was a lot of people there, and people were in costumes, so I don't know. I meant, like, fan, but maybe. Anyway, so let's get right into this episode, guys. Um, we're going to start with this whole campaign because uh, people are trying to start their campaign for election. Fitz is working on his re-election. So let's start with uh, who we were introduced last week, Josie Marcus. Um, so she is interviewing people for or gets to be her campaign manager and olivia pope is being interviewed and they start talking and then all of a sudden she says i want her hired and her assistant um who happens to be well we'll find out later who happens to be her sister she tells us uh candy says oh there's still other candidates she says no you know i want i want this woman and we find out which we already knew but we find out from josie's mouth that she had a baby at 15 and she wants olivia to fix the situation so she says uh olivia i want you to fix it essentially and that's all that we were left with. And then Olivia sends her team to Montana because that's where the family is to shut these five people up who know about this baby that was had at 15. Um, so let's talk about that for a little bit because we know obviously what happens, but she didn't initially reveal to Olivia the truth of the situation. We have this happen with a lot of Olivia's clients where they give her a little bit of information. And if they would have just given her everything from the beginning, it probably would have gone a lot smoother. My problem is, and I wish I kind of had gone back and actually watched some of the earlier episodes so that I could kind of like dictate it verbatim. But don't you recall that one of Olivia's rules with her clients was truth, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, she it's not that she doesn't care one way or the other, but number one, in knowing the truth, she has the option of deciding if she wants to fix your problem, right? Number two... They don't lose. Right. And part of the way that you don't lose is that you have all the information. So somehow, and again, we've talked about it before. I don't know if it's because now OPA is in a place of desperation where they're just taking anything. Like there was no negotiation between her and Josie on whether or not she would in fact fix it. It's almost like Josie told her, go fix it. And she went and did it and didn't get any more intel. And it was right? like immediately she called and started working on it. Yeah. My problem with Olivia taking this case is where is her loyalty? 
in the sense of this woman wants to be the um, president of the United States. And just two, three years ago, you ran the campaign, which got Fitz elected. <laughs> and, you know, and so where's your loyalty? And so I think I think she was a shady Shaniqua for what she is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a very good point. Pam. I'm going back on the issue with Josie. Josie told her there were five people who knew about the the pregnancy and the baby. Josie, you didn't think that Olivia was going to come back with the information that she was your sister? She could have just told her. that. To me, that was a complete waste of time and resources. You could have told me that from the jump, and then we could have approached it differently. They, you know what I mean? It could have been a totally, uh, just a whole other scenario. But what's interesting, look back to the other lady. I think uh, last week, some, I think sometimes people don't want to reveal all the information because they may don't want to be judged or they may feel a certain way. And so maybe that's why they tell majority of the truth. But, you know, that one big thing that they think may blow, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I think it's fear sometimes why people don't give 100 percent of the truth. To me, I think this was what Josie was underestimating. She was underestimating Olivia but not to the point where not thinking she was smart and could figure it out but Josie seemed to not think that it was going to be as easily traced as it was. Well she's not even in a presidential candidate mindset True. yet. That's the issue because there's so <laughs> many things like if she's running for presidency every single secret you have is going to be exposed and for her to think that she can just gloss over this and nobody's going to find out the truth um, that bothered me the good thing about them going to Montana was that obviously they intercepted uh, Cyrus's people and the White House's people so I'm glad that they went to Montana I don't know if they would have done that if I'm not glad well if they didn't go to Montana though then the president that whole situation wouldn't happen Olivia wouldn't be able to fix it you see what I mean? Because yeah. then that information would have came out and it would have just skewed the whole story in a completely different direction instead of her warming America's hearts as she did. Very true. But I also think Ethan's an idiot. Well, yeah. <laughs> he is. Well, thank you, but, yeah. So, no. Well, can I talk about real quick? I have to. The fact that Quinn's grounded. That they all know. That's they're like, drill ba- we know about the drill baby drill. You've been grounded. Well, and they're all shutting her out because they're basically saying... What you did talk is out of line. No one told you to do it. You need to literally sit down, pump your brakes until you figure something out. And I can't tell you how many eye rolls I have during the episode. We probably all did it. But she was in the car and um, Huck was on the phone talking to Jake. And she's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, oh, my God, girl. Can I have a conversation on the phone? Seriously. But but actually, let's back up. And this is going to be this is adult content right here. Basically, both Abby and Huck were basically on phone calls getting off. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. for Abby, it's David and what she does with David. And with Huck, it's what Huck does. Right? Which is like sleuthing and, and conspiracies and going through information. And then, again, what is she now addicted to or attracted to? She's attracted to the same thing that Huck is already engaged in. So that's why she's like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Right? Because think about it. Like, as if he's cheating on her, which in her mind, he is. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to jump on you guys. I'm going to jump on uh, uh, Team Shut Up Quinn for a minute. Because (laughs) when she did say, who are you talking to? It's... It's a relative or or that nosy girlfriend, boyfriend, where you can't have a, a conversation without somebody always, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who's that on the phone? Like, I was Team Quinn, shut the hell up, just for that moment. But I want to now talk about OPA just for a second because... Harrison and Abby, the only re- the only time that they have any kind of communication with 
uh, with Quinn is when they're shutting her out or doing something, um, I guess maybe in a negative way. Like they were more, there was more conversation and that's only because they were basically telling her shut up because you're on punishment. Like have conversation, say something because it's like if you guys would just embrace her, do something, hey Quinn, say something to her, maybe she wouldn't be so damn nosy. She's not being included anymore. But they don't conversate with each other, though. They don't conversate with each other. Only, like, think about it. This whole time, only thing that Harrison said to Abby that wasn't work-related was that you're weird or crazy or whatever he said. And made a face at her in the car. They don't talk to Huck. (laughs) They don't talk to each other at all. But, but, um, Quinn, but I'm sorry, but Abby and Harrison, they may not have a conversation where, like, we have conversation, but there's... There's contact. Yeah, you know yeah what I'm saying? that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So if you want her to behave and shut up, then talk to her. But even if you talk to her, <laughs> I know it's that's a, still not going. That's not going to silence it because that's not the need that that she's trying to feed. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's beyond social interaction now. She has she's addicted to a lifestyle that is more in line with Huck's lifestyle, which is killing people. She was happy when she got the drill to do, you know, when she was torturing him. So the the connect the connection that you're talking about, I don't think that's going to really change anything that I don't think it's gonna change nothing with her. Well, even on top of that, like talk not talking to her doesn't help the situation, but giving her like menial tasks, like taking returning items to a store, yeah. like that's your job. So of course <laughs> it's gonna push her over the edge wanting more than what she has. And again, as I as I've said before, when you be mean, when you uh, demean intelligent, smart women with making her go take items back, don't play with a smart woman because things happen, and now she has a gun, and who knows what happened? They should have never sent her off to go um, to go make a return for some goods. But let, let's back up a quick second. And I was having a conversation with a couple of people online. Why did Huck bring her in to his fold? Right. And the only thing I can think and I and I and I'm still undecided. So I'm going to talk out, think out loud for a quick second. Either he did it because he saw that she was a lost puppy and Olivia somehow wasn't protecting her. So he brought her in in the only way that he knew how. Right. So that was almost the residual effect is you're going to see that I'm really a killer. And that's that. Right. Or he was, in fact, trying to train her because he knows he's leaving for whatever reason that he knows that because he's now relapsed in a way that he doesn't actually think he can pull himself back, he has to train a replacement. And I'm not quite sure what what it is or if it's possibly both. Because mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I go back to accountability. I still think that the accountability for Quinn being a loose cannon, part of it rests with Quinn, but I really think that the majority of it rests with Olivia, then Huck, then the associates, then Quinn. I completely agree. Let's go back to the Josie Marcus thing and wrap up the whole Josie Marcus situation. Um, she or Olivia basically tells her what she found out, what her team found out. And then Josie Marcus says that uh, she didn't prepare to be in or she wasn't prepared to be in the public eye. Uh, she was kind of thrown in there because of the comments that she said about her, her dead husband. And she says her sister is off limits. And Olivia said, how bad do you want? She did. I, I guess not that bad. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when she said that, that's what, exactly what we all said. Well, you don't have the stomach for it. Then it's well, game over. Olivia, get your check and and let her do what she. It just do. continued to be that naivete about that about being a presidential candidate for her to even even the day of the debate with uh, Reston, who's back. Uh, she comes in there and Olivia's telling her what she has to do. She. I'm, 
it's almost a slap in the face to Olivia multiple times to not respect her enough and think that she's knowledgeable enough and had this many clients to know this is going to come out. You need to listen to me. And for her to just sit there, oh, no, I'm not I'm not going to do it. And then she just looked kind of stupid when she got up there and during the debate. I, I think, I, I think. No, I think that was a good moment for her because, like Cyrus said, she just wanted America's heart because she seemed like she was torn. It was, it was. And it authentic. Was, yeah, it was very authentic. But Lisa Kudrow, goodbye. Yeah. I'm sorry. She, that. Well, my thing is, it seemed like she was under the impression that past experiences of presidential you know debates or running for the office wouldn't apply to her because when olivia was explaining like this is what they're going to do they're going to try to dig and she was like well i they can dig at me but my family is off limits honey nobody's family is ever off limits you think you're not the exception but you know let's also let's just jump on the other side you know a lot of people's well i don't know maybe some people think when they go into politics they're going to be just honest and they're just going to do you know serve the, the the people and just and maybe she just has no clue. So, mm-hmm. I think the difference is, and not the difference, sorry. I was really hoping when she said, not that bad, that that literally was the end of it. Mm-hmm. That she basically was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to run, right? Because if you think about it, the entire show, right, is about what people are willing to do and what people are willing to give up for, quote, unquote, the president or that 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 title right that position or and or the republic right so rowan has quote unquote given up and i'm just jumping for a little bit because we're gonna see he may have really given something up fitz has given up his integrity right olivia arguably has given up her integrity melly has given up her integrity cyrus never really had any but you know what i mean like they're all lying and, and skeeving and somehow for a split second I thought that Josie was honorable in the standpoint that she was like, okay, cool. If I can't keep it private, then I'm going to step out and I'm going to hold my family dear and I'm going to hold people who had no choice and no option sacred and put them before my own selfish needs. And to me, the fact that she did it and she almost, I feel like this is going to sound crazy, but she went to the dark side, you know, and so, like, loved it. Like, she felt it. That's when she, she stuttered, stuttered, stuttered. And as she's talking, and that's where she's like, oh, is it my time up? She was feeling it. She was feeling the energy. And I can't decide where the storyline's going to go. But <laughs> if it goes, we're going to have a problem. I didn't take it that way. I took it, I, I took it as that was her way of um, connecting more with the American people, saying, you know, oh, it's my time up. Kind of kind of one of those uh, political type jokes. I took it. I took it as that. But I just want to say really quick that she still lied because she said that um, she put it up for adoption. She put it for adoption, yeah, so she still lied. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the end of that, she fired Olivia, and now she wants to hire her again. But uh, I want to talk about Fitz's reelection campaign. Um, so we have Cyrus and Melly who are in the office, and they're talking to uh, Leo, who is. Um, Leo Burgeon, is that Burgeon? Yes. That's um, he is going around the office looking at things, kind of distracting himself and kind of avoiding the topic, even though he knows what he was brought there for. Um, and then eventually they get to the business. And at first he tells Melly, you know, or talks to Siren and says, maybe we should have this moment alone. And then Melly says, you know, don't think of me as a first lady. And she just wants to be included. And uh, she said, he's look, our guy. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Don't look at me as I'm just a first lady. Exactly. And it was that moment. Um, <laughs> When he said, okay, you know, just basically be prepared for what you're going to hear. And it kind of reminded me of when, in a different way, but he reminded me of the guy who she hired 
when she was going to reveal that Olivia Pope was the Mr. George that he was sleeping with somebody um somebody who's really like speaking the truth to her face and everything and he just basically let it all out saying why the president does not have a good chance of being reelected, which and we it, all know. We we went full circle. Like it literally almost verbatim, just in his own words, was what Olivia said in the trial. The trail. The trail, sorry. <laughs> slip. Freudian slip. Um you know what I mean? Like he was like, no, he's like, you're not getting screwed. Like you're not happy. You have a marriage problem. The only difference is what did he call her? Uh, his wife is a frigid shrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah was like, oh we all have problems. We're here to fix that. You know what I mean? And at that moment, I actually literally said in my head, and I had seen the sneak peek um, earlier in the week, I was like, this will be the true test of Melly. Because it was so obvious. So are you going to go back to Olivia? Right? Because it's literally exactly what Olivia said. He said, the same problem you have, how did you fix it last time? But when there's a problem, and you notice call how, Olivia. And you notice how she didn't fret when he shut her down. She, he was, she was just like, okay. I got a plan. Well, yeah, she knows, yeah. Um, after that, though, she became a little worried. Um, and I remember she was talking to Fitz in the hallway. And she was talking about, you need to call Leo Bergen or whatever. Because he sh-. And he said, no, no, no. Let Cyrus worry about the re-election. You have other things to worry about. Shut down again. So Melly's just having a pretty <laughs> shitty day. Um, but what do we think about Sally Langston coming in there? Sally always has her own angle. She always has, you know, an agenda. Sally has had her own agendas from season one to now, so I wasn't surprised. But do you think, I, I, the reason why I ask because do you think it's something similar to what Bam is saying about women and keeping them idle? Because in a way, she has the same issue where she's not being included ever, and so she's trying to find another avenue where she can have her voice heard. Well, she was, but even when she was trying to do her own thing in the beginning, she was still plotting and, and doing her own thing. So I don't really... I don't know if it's necessarily about keeping her idle. Sally knows what her end game is. It's to be the president. And at this point, she has she's going to strike while the iron is hot. Fitz already tried to give her a, an enroll before oh, a couple yeah. episodes back when he was going to lay it all out on the table. So Sally, it seems like Sally is like, it's now or never. I'm throwing everybody under the bus. I'm getting in the Oval Office. I, I'm actually going to jump on the on the bandwagon at the same point that I think it is the fact that they're dismissing a lot of people. Their major issue, right, isn't Governor Reston, right? Their issue is the fact that Josie and being an affable female um, opponent could actually win because let's just be real. It would be potentially the first female president, right? Now, Fitz, if Fitz had played things completely differently, would have two aces, right? He would have a first lady who's extremely intelligent intelligent that he has now diminished because technically she did, but he did have an affair, right? She said that he did, and then he admitted to having one, right? But they still didn't somehow come out. Like, after that, she should have some kind of platform. You can't just be like, oh, and now she's going to be by my side. Like, the Miss Little Quiet, I'm going to suck everything up, and think that you're going to potentially win against an intelligent, viable, democratic female candidate. Bad move, right? You need to utilize her. Number two, with Sally Langston, same thing. With Sally, what you have is not only do you have a female vote, but you do have the more conservative votes that he doesn't normally get, right? So that's what he needed her for, and again, he's not using her. So again, certain women, arguably who, and I don't mean to do like political demographics, but the the women who were either in the middle or on the Republican side who potentially could vote because they want a female president, if you literally make Sally viable to potentially be the next president after Fitch, you negate that. You're not doing that. Mm-mm. You guys aren't strategizing. Like I don't. I don't even know what their game plan is. Calling in Leo. Like uh, seriously. Like they're not strategizing. Yeah. 
Fitz and Mel, Fitz and um, <laughs> and Olivia. Shut it down. Um, Fitz and Olivia. This whole situation, I it's grown back on me because remember I I said this before two weeks ago. I was joining the Old Lake train, and now I'm back on the Olitz train. Oh, um, I'm gonna give it to you now. Well, they can. I'll take it. I will take it. I really don't care because it is a show, and I love that couple. So um, it's one of those things where. She is using Jake. That's plain and clear to see now. Um, just a little toy that she has available when she wants him. She can use him. Um, and I think it's, it was clear in this episode, but it was very clear um, when Jake, we'll talk about this later, but Jake was in her office. And when he was in her office, what's up? How the hell did he get in the office? Well, because Huck, he's, he's he talked to Huck and Huck. I mean, they they can get into anything. Same way he got into uh, Roland's house. I, I, I understand that. But, but he's saying that, why didn't Olivia say, say how did you get in there? My, she knows he's a spy. Yeah. Okay. She, <laughs> there's no question. Yeah. But, um. It's, I mean, he, it was almost like, you know, when Martin, with Brother Manny, just walk in the house. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, oh, hi, what do you do? You know, okay, next. Window. Sorry, go ahead. But, yeah, he was <laughs> he was in there. And Olivia said that she left her phone there when she had her phone in her hand, right there in her hand. And then he said, oh, you left your Fitz phone. And then we had this whole dramatic thing where she goes in there and she talks about how she's never missed a correspondence dinner and how she used to vet his jokes. And he hasn't. And then the lip quiver happens and then she throws the phone in the trash, throws the phone in the trash and then... I mean, we all knew it wasn't going to be over at that point when she threw the phone in the trash. And then uh, fast forward a couple days later, she gets a call from Fitz in her office while she's drinking wine. And she pulls that phone right. Like, she got on her knees, dug through the trash. Even though I thought the phone was right on top, though. It looked like it was right on top. But anyway, it's that frenzied feeling. Yeah, she just she, <laughs> she dug through it. She probably dropped it down a little bit. She was going in the trash, but she picked that phone up. And then it was this beautiful moment that made me fall in love with their relationship again. Um I don't know. It was just it was a beautiful moment between them, and it's it's funny. It was just little moments where he was like, um, "What did he say? I'm hiding from Melly in the bathroom," and uh, they start going over jokes and what he couldn't say. And then he said, "I love you." And see, at that moment when we watched, I gave out a long sigh, and I I the moment was nice. It was really nice, but for <clears> me, <throat> how how long are we going to do this dance? For I don't know how many seasons. I to know, come. like I. I don't know. I get that's how relationships are, though. Like if someone if someone breaks up with you or you break up with them, and one person still is trying to hold on, and the other one act, is acting like they don't want to hold on, and you call and you have these conversations back and forth, you you know this is it's normal relationship stuff. But seeing it, it's like when you you try like giving your girlfriend the advice, your homegirl the advice when you didn't take it yourself. I was just frustrated. I was like, how are we gonna keep doing this dance? Come on, Fitz, Olivia, just hang up the phone and take a nap. I that, I was just over it. That okay, I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I, I agree with both of your assessments, but I think I'm leaning more towards Emil in the standpoint that I thought it was beautiful, and this is actually one of the times where I thought there was a purity to it because he said it and then he kept going. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't need her. He didn't, he didn't want anything from her, right? He just wanted her to know that he loves her. Number one. Number two, I think it was literally in the moment, like what they do, like this, like her helping him and strategizing and him really being able to be like, yeah, you're right, I'm not funny. Like he's the president of the United States of America jumping a little bit with the whole basketball game. No one's real with him. 
other than her. Cyrus is somewhat harsh with him, but with malice. She's the only one who's just telling it straight. Like, you're not funny. This is what you should do. And so I think there was a part of him saying, I love you. It was pure. It was like, I love you. Like, I love how smart you are. I love how intelligent you are. I love how how the conversation started was he was calling to tell her that she did a good job. Right? Because he basically was like, that was really smart. Like, I think he really respects her and he really respects how her brain works and who she is in that space in her life. So I I I have to admit, it was was beautiful. And it wasn't like, I love you. I want you to come see me. Let's have sex. It was just, you know, having conversation. And sometimes when you're having conversation with that other, sometimes you just... You know what? I love you. Or you know what? You look really hot. Just you just it's just a blurt, and then you just go right back into conversation. Yeah, it was I a nice was moment while you're whispering with your wife outside the bathroom. <laughs> what are we you saying? You know what I mean? Lurking Hiding in, in the, the shadows. shadows. <laughs> Lurking in the shadows. It was a nice moment. Would you were hiding? You know, you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking. This whole dance is starting to get. Is for me, I'm getting exhausted with I it. Think with the sneaking in the bathroom and, and let's having a talk, Melly. I'm, I'm hiding from Melly, but no, she's really outside the bathroom, so it's not really hiding. But we're, we're hiding our relationship from someone who knows about our relationship. Okay, I can't even argue with that. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. But I think that. Did you notice that moment right before he called? It's almost like she was she was like, oh, my goodness, he's not going to call. And she was trying to make herself okay with it. And then that was the moment that he called. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's remember the last time they talked, Jake intervened and said that thing on the phone. So oh. it, in a way, she thought it was basically over for a while before he finally, I guess, came to his senses. We go through this cycle again like you're referencing. But uh, for him to call, yeah, so she's like, okay, he's not going to call. Oh, my God, it's, it's over. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh. So he's here. And it's, it was that moment of, I think it was a combination of things that, but also for him, he sees her on TV and he's like, oh, that's, that's, that's my girl. That's what, that's what she does. And then it was that moment when she's uh, telling the jokes and he's like, damn, I, I just, I really love you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. now I'm going to totally talk out of the other side of my mouth and jump onto what Cornelia was saying. I just have to. Um, I wish that we would see their relationship not in a state of desperation. I think that, and I'm thinking this out, young love is, like, when you you need each other, right? And I know that, like, love, you need each other. But in the same point, like, they actually really need each other. Like, Fitz needs her in order to be president, and she somehow needs him, too, right? And so I'm not talking the Rose Garden. Imagine how amazing it would be if Fitz was, like, fully in charge, fully the president, and was literally calling her just to be like, hey, what's up? I actually don't need anything from you, right? And she was talking to him and interacting with him, and everything in her life was great. Because then they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be trying to fill a, a hole. They would be whole human beings choosing to love each other. Because I think that's actually why there's a flaw in their relationship. It's because they're not whole human beings, and part of it has to do with the fact that there's a secret, right? And they're not, they're not fully being who they are. They're not realizing their true selves. I think if they realize their true selves, we wouldn't have this back and forth. They would either be together or they would not. Well, let's talk about what happened right after that, uh, or a day or so after. She calls Jake and tells Jake that she wants him to take her to the correspondence dinner. And um, Jake agrees. He pretty much agrees, like, almost immediately. Um, and then they go to this dinner together and freaking... <sighs> that dress. I saw the dress in the previews last week and almost that, but that dress was so beautiful. Um, and Olivia comes in there, and as soon as she sees Fitz, it's that same connection they always have 
But it was a, a moment during the dinner when she gets a glance from Tom, and I, we thought Tom was the good one. We thought Tom <laughs> was on Fitz's side. And then all of a sudden, she's like, okay. And then when she strutted down the hallway with the the hips twisting and just she was working the dress, and then she walks in and we see Boom Melly. Where is the loyalty with these people on Scandal? Damn. <laughs> like, you know, really? You are a Secret Service. You're not supposed to answer to the First Lady. But it's a soap opera. It's a it's a night it's a night soap, so I get it. But I mean, I was saying. disappointed in Tom. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. But he walks in there and it's Melly and this is a different side of Melly. I wrote down what she oh. said specifically. Um well first I said Olivia gets called by Tom and struts. And then I said, um or Melly said, I like your new boyfriend. Is he married? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, she has every right to to throw daggers any chance but I like, that she gets. I like how even though she caught Olivia in there because she needs her, she had to throw that out. And she's like, she I'm sorry, that was jabby. a low blow. And if Olivia was real jabby, she could have said, no, but my old boyfriend was. Ooh. How is he? Yeah. Tell yeah. him I said, what's up? <laughs> I can't do it you. But this whole spill that we have between Melly and Olivia, Melly's saying that she wants Olivia to run the re-election campaign because like we kind of touched on earlier Sophia was saying um, when they had the meet with Leo Leo said everything that was wrong with their marriage and it was the same situation as when Olivia stepped in previously when Fitz was trying to get elected the first time so can I do some of it and I wish yeah. that I wrote quicker but she goes um, I'm sorry that was below the belt I'm sorry I'd like you to come back I'd like you to run his campaign he needs you Olivia he breathes for you he is tired and broken, and it's not the job. It's the job without you. He can't breathe if you're not there. I literally was like, it's the Rose Garden from a different perspective. And I can't, and I've said this since day one, and I don't mean this in a sexual way, but their relationship is a trinity. It is Melly Fitz and Olivia. Well, before you, you continue, it was, that, it was that very um, last two things she said. She said, you're everything to him. He needs you, so I need you. Well, am I the only person though that <laughs> wasn't a hundred percent buying yes. this? Of course, yeah. I'm not buying. I, I don't buy it. I, I think there's a. I think there's an angle that Melly's playing to try to get this whole. You know, to try to get Olivia back. Well, Melly still has her on her trusting side, but I think Melly's in game <clears throat> is not in the interest of Fitz or Olivia. But something, it, it, something it, about it that. is. It is because so. because Fitz's interest is her interest. And that's why I don't care what anyone says. Like, Melly is gully. Like, Melly, I think Melly is dismissed a lot. Like, when Melly says Fitz is her boy or Fitz is her guy, like, she is not, she's not messing about. That's why she didn't pull the card with the whole, whole, um, him sleeping with someone. Like, she went there, but she didn't really go there, right? She has always known, and especially lately it's been more evident, Olivia is the love of his life. Like, she knows it. She's tried. She's tried every angle. She's tried being nice. She's tried being mean. She's tried everything. At the end of the day, when she had that guy, Leo, tell her again exactly what the problem was, she knew what she had to do. And and not only that, but you have... You have um, Lisa Kudrow's character, who's potentially was running. Uh, you got Sally. And time um, out, time out. And she's the one who put Lisa, Josie, in the spotlight. Yes. Go ahead. And so with all these potential women that could potentially take her husband's spot, that means that means Melly's she's done. She's fired. She's toast. The one thing that did kind of bother me, as I'm thinking to myself, if you can't be the the leader of the country without your girlfriend, your boo, your whatever... That bothered me. Like, you can't... I don't know. I just... 
that bothered me, but I know we have to move on now to milk. No, but let's, let's just, I'm going to I'm gonna take a different stance to this. You can't be the president without your home life being solid, right? That's one of the reasons, and I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but have we ever had a president who hasn't been married? Mm-mm. Well, right, I'm not in our not in our generation. Right, our, and that and arguably that's why things like affairs we get so we get so um, frightened because potentially a, a president whose family life isn't intact, that's not good for the country. And I have to go there. The current president and his family structure makes everybody feel safer. Right, because mm-hmm. you're never thinking like, oh, he's gonna have a bad day and go home and have a bad. It, you're True. not thinking that. True. You're thinking everything's solid, everything's taken care of, so now we can go be the president. Right? Mm, okay, that's a good way to look at it. Well, the president has had a lot of things to worry about. Um, <clears throat> but before we talk about Remington, guys, make sure you go to iTunes and check out our podcast if you haven't already. Uh, rate, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, always tell a friend, associate, whatever it may be. Um, rate us five stars so we can be in the top ten, and we really do appreciate it. Also, check us out on YouTube. Same thing. Like, comment, share, subscribe. We really appreciate it, and we love you guys, and thank you so much for your support, as always. We come back this week. Olivia and her father are having the Sunday dinners, and it's she just... O- she owes them. She owes them. It's just a contract. She already said that in the dinner. Like, I'm I'm here. I'm going to do what I'm obligated to do, and we can keep it pushing. Like, let's not try to connect this anymore. Um, but Huck and Jake are getting closer and closer in their investigation, if you want to call it that. Um, and they're really conspiring to figure out what is really going on, what Fitz is hiding. And the whole scene, though, with Jake and Rowan, after Rowan comes home from his Sunday dinner, and that whole, it was a little hard for me to believe. Even 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 though they're B613, <clears throat> can he really sprint that fast behind the door? Uh, also, I'm going to go back. So they had dinner for, what, 15 minutes? No, seriously. Like, do your job better. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you you guys couldn't copy files? Like, it took you, what, two hours to decode his, or whatever the word is, hack into his computer, and took you that long to copy it? Like, you don't have, like, a fast burner? And I don't, I don't understand know. why, like, the last, I guess it was for dramatic effect, but the last 5% was just taking forever. I'm like, if it was moving, it usually moves at a steady pace. So, if this it's last... dramatic for the show. Anyway, so um, that that bothered me. But besides that, um, so we have this thing, and uh, we'll just fast forward a little bit. We find out that there was another mission, Iceland, and the president was the one who shot down this plane. And he was told to by the U.S. government, presumably Rowan. And then after that, we find out that there was 329 passengers, and Maya Lewis was one of the passengers who is Olivia's mom. And I think Cornelia actually predicted this. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, um, not not saying the show's predictable at all, um, but I don't. It wasn't like a big oh, it wasn't that moment for me, and I don't know if we've had that moment yet this season. I'm kind of waiting for it. Okay, I don't know. I mean, my I had more questions about that whole thing when they, you know, finally Huck finally figured out what happened. Yeah. My my question was, and I don't think I caught it. I wasn't hearing it was so fast. I was trying to write stuff down. Fitz flew, was instructed by the government to shoot the plane down. Did they mention, they said something about in the news reports or something about flares? What did they say about flares? Because they're trying to make it seem like it was an accident. Mm-hmm. But now, there weren't, but he's saying that on the satellite that he can't find, no one, let's say, like on the ground, like none of the witnesses saw the flares. Like even though there was reports that there were flares, no, none of the witnesses saw flares. That's kind of what I heard. Because my thing was, if there were flares, 
then that means people survive the crash. No plane, planes don't automatically send up flares. Flares, emergency flares hmm. go up if you strike the Ooh. flare and you let it go in the air. All so right. when I saw when he said flares, I was like, so they're survivors. People didn't die. Somebody survived. And, you know, because, like, that's just not something that happens. <clears throat> but that's more of a question. Like, so, I was so confused. So, so then are confused. you saying, so this goes back to, I think it's your theory, that maybe she's not dead. I don't think she. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna believe that she's dead until I until they go and exhume the body and then that she's in there. Like you know what I mean? It's just something. It's just something about it. I don't. I don't believe it because Rowan he he ordered the plane to be shot down. He wanted his wife to die. So if you're that passionate, I don't, it's just weird. I'll get I'll, in my predictions. I'll get to it. I don't know. I need to go home and sleep on it. <laughs> I need to sleep on it and think about it. What I'm still trying to figure out is, remember at the dinner when Olivia basically was like, you know, talking about her mom and what she got from her mom. Mm-hmm. And basically, Rowan was very clear. No, 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 no. You're like me. Do you know what I mean? You got it from me. You got it. You you turned out like this in spite of your mom, not because of your mom. I don't know. The fact that he's taking more ownership of, not ownership, but it's almost like he's like, your whole life is because of me. And so now I'm going into conspiracy theory, and I loved what Huck said when he goes, two things make a coincidence, three things make a conspiracy, right? So I'm about to try to figure out these three things to connect the dots. So was Olivia in Fitz's campaign a plan? Because, okay, Rowan obviously knows Fitz and had him 20 years ago do Operation Remington to, quote, unquote, shoot down and kill his wife, Right. Obviously, there must have been a trade-off. Like, you do something for me, I do something for you, right? Which is arguably get you to be president of the United States of America, right? Rowan obviously knows Cyrus. Rowan is the only person that Cyrus is afraid of. Cyrus is the one who brought Olivia in when they literally could not win the election, right? Number one. Number two, that was the last linchpin that they needed for Cytron was Olivia. So did Rowan... Tell Cyrus to call Olivia to bring her into the campaign? I'm a believer that Rowan probably did call Cyrus, but I don't think it was a favor for what Fitz did for him. Because Rowan doesn't seem like... It seems like he doesn't care if he owes you something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think... I think him Fitz, him ordering Fitz to shoot down the plane was that you, you do what I asked you to do done good good job sir but i don't think it just seems like i don't think in rowan's mind he's like you know what i owe him something let me you know let me put him in the in the position to become president i think when he found out fitz was running then he was probably like ha this is my opportunity to use him he's a pawn but i just don't see rowan caring that he owes nobody anything and not only that but fitz was probably 21 22 23 because Olivia was mm. 12. And now Fitz is probably in his 50s. So, damn, that's like a long time of a, you know what I'm saying? That's a long time for. But favors. again, but again, why why is Rowan bringing this up, right? Because, but like, because Fitz makes a good point. When he was like, it's a secret that no one was looking for. Until Rowan, like, started to, to you know, up Cyrus's um, uh, credentials, until he kills Pete, whatever the guy's name is, who tried to run into the White House, until he started doing that and moving things forward, no one was looking for Remington. Yeah. 
you know I mean? Because think about it, and I'm going to get my seasons mixed up, but remember, it got brought up before, and nothing was found out. Like, when we got introduced... Oh, I remember. Sorry, I'm back now. So when Jake came into the picture, Cyrus was jealous. Cyrus looked into him, and he realized, oh, they were in the Navy together, Operation Remington. But that was it. Yeah. Maybe, and I don't have oh, a follow-up Oh, wait, time out. I this. take it back. Cyrus did... I'm, I'll do it online. Sorry. Maybe nobody was looking for... Remington, but maybe Remington is looking for them. If the theory is true that that Olivia's mom isn't dead or some other people aren't dead, they really know what happened. Somebody shot the plane down. There was no, you know what I mean? Like maybe somebody is looking for them to uncover what really happened, not the other way around. I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That could very much be true. We'll um, see. Let's continue the conversation online, though, guys, because clearly we can talk about this forever, as always. But we're always available on our social media, which we will give you at the end of the show. Um, Before we go to news and gossip, who is your cold piece of the week? You know what? (laughs) I'm going to give the cold piece. And it's it's a light cold piece. I'm going to give the cold piece uh, to Fitz because he summoned Jake, had the Secret Service come and get him to play basketball with him because he was butthurt that Jake slept with his girlfriend. Being all brutal with him on the court. (laughs) Sir, you got outplayed. I'm sorry you wanted Olivia to be watched. Jake is a dapper young man. (laughs) You didn't think that she was going to be vulnerable when you were trying to do, you know, when you were doing your your thing and that something was going to happen. Oh, well, you got caught slipping. I think Fitz is, he's my cold piece of the week. Well, let us know who your cold piece of the week is. And, guys, it's time for news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. All right, so Scandal has been all in the news, especially Kerry Washington for hosting SNL. So make sure you guys check that out on Saturday. Um, it will be great. I saw the promos. Have you guys seen the promos for it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't seen it? I haven't. Damn, never watched no promos or previews, but it's so <laughs> funny. I think she's going to be great. Um, a lot of people were not criticizing, but saying they didn't know if she could pull off that comedy. But I think she's a... She's a multi-talented actress, so she's going to be amazing. And plus, there's there's a lot of rehearsals, and you have different types of... You have a list of different kind of skits that you want to do, and they work around what you're good at. Right, to make you look the best. So yeah. she she's going to be amazing. And also, um, probably right now, David Molina... Not David, I always do that. Joshua Molina is on Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. So it's probably airing right now. Um, so if it's already off, then make sure you check that out on YouTube. I'm sure it's going to be up tomorrow. So watch that on YouTube. Always support, support, support. Um, do we have any other news and gossip, guys? No. All right, well, let's go into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Um, so Quinn's got a gun. And I said last week that something's going to happen with Quinn. I thought she was going to sing, you know, like, Quinn's got a gun. Yeah. Um, I thought about it. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That was a little rough with the notes there. Um, But I think that she's going to go off on the deep end. It's something dramatic. I'm predicting it's going to happen with Quinn because she's just, you can't keep shutting her out like that. Um, I agree with you guys or some of you guys who said that Olivia's mom is not dead. I agree with that. I think that she's going to come back as well. Um, and Olitz is not over despite the revelation about the fact that Fitz killed her mother. And we can see that because Olivia wants more proof of how it happened and all this stuff. And she's going to confront him next week. So I think everything's going to be settled and all will be happy in Olitz land. I think going back to the Melly and Olivia moment, when Olivia, well, not Olivia, when Melly was drunk a couple episodes back, she told Fitz that. Olivia is the puppet that she uses to pull Fitz's strings. Mm -hmm. 
I just have a feeling that Melly summoning Olivia and asking her to come back is a puppet move, but not for the sake of Fitz being reelected. I think Melly is flipping it, and I think she's going to flip it, and this endgame is going to be about her. And it's just something. It's just something about that that drunk speech that just doesn't. I just don't believe that Melly was that genuine and is that open arms for Olivia to come back and help out and be and us be this 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 duo again. I just don't. I don't know. It's weird to me. And just quickly, I, I forgot to mention this, but uh, how you were saying how you didn't necessarily you didn't you don't believe that she's genuine in that. The next line she said though, I, I think that Olivia probably thought the same thing, but she said after that. Um, why can't I see it right now? When she oh, when she brought him into the office or when she brought him into the room, she said he needs you, so I need you. And then she said, "We want him to be the man that we know he can be. We owe him this a chance to run his own steam, especially because of what, what we, did. we did." Yeah. So, my prediction is that the White House is going to have to declare war on Olivia. Because I think that this Remington storyline is going to prevent her from running his campaign, so I think they're going to have to go on the defensive, and there's going to it's going to be war. And I think that the fact that whether or not Melly is being upfront, Melly at least showed herself to be vulnerable. The fact that she's not going to get what she wants, I think we are going to see a completely different side of Melly that we have not seen before. And I think that she, this is her last grasp and, grasp, and I think she sees everything that she's worked for. I think she literally sees it slipping and I think she's going to claw her way back any way that she can. I, yeah, I was just going to say that um, that Melly is tired of playing the game. She wants things her way and she's going to do whatever it takes and not play this whole little team thing. And I think that potentially maybe she wants Olivia back on the side so that she can ruin the relationship and so that it could all be about Melly or maybe bring this whole thing up about Fitz again. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I do think it's for, for the sake of Melly, not for the sake of the three of them. And then I think just as we got a tidbit of, oh, let's, they're back, they're back. Now, like you said, the whole roller coaster. Now Liv's going to be mad because she's going to blame Fitz for what he did. Yet, in the big scheme of things, can we really blame Fitz? Because it was really her dad. But I think she's going to take it out on... I think it's... Now it's her turn. Just like Fitz dogged her with the whole um, um, with the whole Rigany election, now it's Liv's turn. And that's it for me. Great predictions, guys. And where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. You can find me at Bam Erickson. And shout out, thank you to Erica Zuna for the t-shirt for Halloween. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and Instagram at Camellia. Somebody send us some stuff, too. Bam always get the goods. We're here, too. Anyway, um, you can find me at Emil and it's Jr. on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And follow me on YouTube at Chasing LA. Or just search my name on YouTube. You'll find me. Guys, thanks so much for joining us again. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Halloween. Enjoy your candy. Enjoy your parties, whatever you're doing. And we will see you next week, same time, same place. We love you, Gladiators. Have a great night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.